Hi, this is Karen Rowland, founder of Hush Providence. Welcome to my new weekly well-being podcast, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Life. We'll be talking about all things relating to the human experience. What makes up a life? What creates joy and happiness? What makes humans the same or different? How do we care for ourselves and each other? We'll even try to answer the five W's of well-being. Who, what, when, where, and why. And how this all fits together. A little ambitious? Maybe. But join us as we connect with local topic experts, peers, mentors, and healers. Welcome to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. I'm excited today to introduce Michelle Clark to today's episode. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. I'm really excited about this um, opportunity to be a part of your um, podcast. Thank you. You are the executive director of the American Heart Association, Southern New England chapter. You've been doing that for almost two years. The former director of the American Heart Association, Go Red for Women movement. You were the former development and operations director for the March of Dimes. And you have an MBA from George Washington University. What else can you tell us about your career journey? Absolutely. Um, So I have been obviously in the development world um, for about nine years now. And before that, many moons ago, um, you know, back when I first graduated um, from undergrad and and then my my master's degree, I was in finance and banking. And so I was really taking a different path. Uh, Then um, I was blessed with two um, beautiful daughters. And so I did spend some time um, home with them. And when it came time to um, go back into the workforce, I um, knew that the the initial role that I was in wasn't what I what I wanted to do. And I wanted to um, be making a difference and giving back. And um, so um, hence, I found the nonprofit world. Um, and I've been very happy here, um, you know, at the American Heart Association for five years, and for just over four years at the March of Dimes um, before that. Maybe you could share just a little bit more about what the American Heart Association, the mission, the purpose. Absolutely. So the American Heart Association, I mean, every day I will tell you that I learn more and more um, about what we do as an organization, and it is so broad. Um, You know, the the mission of the American Heart Association is to be a relentless force for a world of longer, healthier lives, um, which is, again, so broad. We do so many different things. Um, and and um, as a as a note, and the American Heart Association will turn 100 years old um, in June of 2024. Um, so we've been funding research. We have been educating and, and sharing our mission. Um, we run scholarship programs. We you know, bring together CEOs um, from the largest Fortune 1000 companies to help direct the 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 work. Um, the health of, of our workforce. It, it, the, the list continues to go on and on. And what I'm excited to share is we have this new vision as we step into the second century, which is um, advancing hope, uh, health and hope for everyone everywhere, um, which is amazing that this is the work that I get to help fund. Um, so that's kind of a, a little, little you know, step into where we are. And, and again, this podcast could be three hours long if I list all of the work that we're doing in the community to help um, to help everyone have healthier lives. That's that's the end, the end goal of, of the American Heart Association. That's awesome. And now a shout out to our sponsor, the Good Seed Market, 
138 Central Avenue, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Started in 1989 by three friends with a goal of creating a neighborhood market offering simple, natural, organic products for a healthy lifestyle. Now a member of the independent Natural Foods Retailer Association, our friends at The Good Seed are offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase just by mentioning Hush Providence. The Good Seed Market, a place where ideas can grow. So heart disease is the leading cause of death worldwide. The CDC reports 695,000 people in the United States died from heart disease in 2021. Maybe you could share some of the American Heart Association stats, some of the impacts. Yeah, so the American Heart Association, um, I mean, to your point, the number one killer of everyone, it um, unfortunately takes the lives of more people um, than all types of cancer together. Um, and and it is not completely preventable, but it is certainly um, a large percentage of heart disease can be prevented if um, a healthy lifestyle and and monitoring and taking taking close care of yourself. We have um, what's called a life's essential eight, which digs into um, really digs into how you can better take care of yourself. Um, and it is just really, really important information um, that can be Googled and it's it easy to, to take a look at, but it really digs into the health behaviors, things that we can do to, um, to make sure that we have a better healthy life, right? Be active, don't, don't smoke, don't, don't use tobacco of any sort, get, get a good night's sleep, like really things that make sense. But um, oftentimes when we're living our lives and they're crazy, it's harder than, harder than one thinks. And then when you throw in, um, you know, health equity and you throw in um, people coming from uh, under-resourced communities, it makes it all the harder to live that that healthy life. So we want to both share, um, you know, shine the light on that disparity and be able to help make impact in the communities um, that aren't as lucky to have the opportunity to have a, you know, healthy grocery store right down the street and the money to buy said healthy food. So that's um, work that we're doing to really um, dig in to, to move the needle um, on, um, you know, on healthy long lives, because it's certainly if you don't, if you don't live in a community or have access to things um, like, like some, you, you don't have the ability to have um, that longer, healthier life. Um, so. Maybe we should take a, just a minute or two and talk about some of the warning signs of a heart attack and stroke and some of the things that we can do today to change some of those outcomes, which you kind of touched on. Yeah. So um, the warning size of a heart attack can look very, very different um, on many people. Typically, um, it was thought of as a, you know, many years ago as a man's disease, a heavy, overweight, middle-aged man um, clutching his chest and falling to the ground. Obviously, that can still certainly happen and does still happen. And that's um, unfortunate. In a woman, it can look very different. Oftentimes, um, they see jaw pain, um, tension in the back. Um, and, and so I think the, the real important message is to say for anyone, man, woman, um, listen to your body. If something feels off, if you're, um, if something feels off, it is important to seek medical attention. Um, it is important to monitor your blood pressure that um, elevated blood pressure is something that you wouldn't necessarily know you have, but it is what we call the silent killer and can um, 
can can cause damage within your heart um, and in your arteries. So um, that that's a very important piece. Um, making sure you know if you, if you are hypertensive or have high blood pressure that that's treated. Um, so I would say for for heart disease, really listening to your body and making sure that you're seeking. You're, you're being seen by a medical professional for those annual physicals. And then that if something changes or something um, is off, um, that you you seek medical attention. And, and as far as a stroke, um, really making sure that everyone understands what the signs are, because the quicker that you can get into, um, you know, into a facility where they have these ama this amazing technology, which I'll speak to a little bit further um, on my own personal journey, um, but they, the, if, you, if you understand that you see a face drooping, maybe the, the arm isn't, is, isn't able to hold itself up, um, speech slurring, it's really important um, to, get to, um, to get to a hospital as, as fast as possible. And so the acronym there is FAST, um, face, arm, um, speech, and time to get to the to hospital. And so if everyone has concept of that, because um, again, we see so many survivors who are young and have a stroke and they're 15, they're 20, they're in great shape. There is no rhyme or reason necessarily, um, you know, outwardly that that this could be happening. So if everyone is aware uh, and then we can get get folks quickly to the hospital, uh, much better um, whether that um, much better success rate in terms of survival and not being um, severely disabled. Important reminders. Thank you for sharing that. Um, now we're going to do a little speed dating, sort of the top five programs offered by the American Heart Association, some of your amazing events. So let's start with the Leaders of Impact, which you celebrate at the annual Heart Ball. Yeah, so this is um, a new campaign, a peer-to-peer -peer fundraising campaign, which allows us um, to get into the community and really um, these folks who are, are nominated um, to be members of this um, campaign I really get to get into the community and share our messaging, um, a different level of fundraising than than we've done at the American Heart Association before. And then um, we invite them to be our guests at the Heart, Heart Ball, which we just had last Friday, and it was a huge success. And um, everyone who has competed in um, either uh, Leaders of Impact or Women of um, Women of Impact, which um, the Women of Impact is celebrated at the Go Red for Women luncheon, has really. Um, enjoyed the opportunity to get to know a little bit more about the Heart Association. And um, we've been really successful in raising um, critical dollars. Um, I'm excited to share that my daughter was a nominee a few years ago and just really had a great time with it. And, um, you know, it, it's always good to to teach our young people to the importance of giving back and, and making a difference in the community. I love that. And the annual Heart Walk. Yes. So our Heart Walk um, will take place this year. It takes place um, every year in June. And so it'll be June 8th this year. Um, we're excited to have Kim McCarthy from Washington Trust sharing that event. And we had just over five, no, five minutes. We had just over 50 company teams come out last year. And to celebrate our 100th anniversary this year, we're looking to double that to 100 companies. Um, it's, it's just a special fun day. Um, you know, some people, some people run it. Some, most people walk it. Um, if you can't do the full three miles, there's a shorter um, distance. And it's really just a lovely celebration um, at, at, you know, at, to kick off the summer. Um, and and, and where is that held? It will be held this year at Rhode Island College. 
awesome. And you mentioned the Go Red Luncheon, one of my favorite events. I feel so lucky to have led that um, event for for a number of years and um, get to still be involved with it. Um, the Go Red Foreman Luncheon will take place on February 9th, um, 2024, um, again at the Rhode Island Convention Center. This year, Go Red nationally is celebrating its uh, 20th year along with our 100th year um, celebration for the American Heart Association. And so that event brings um, between five and 700 people um, to the convention center for just a beautiful morning. Um, Hush is typically in attendance at the Festival of Red. Um, so that's a really special opportunity um, for, for members here watching to come and um, you know take advantage of, of the offerings there. And then we have a really powerful program um, highlighting survivors and um, you know a, a yummy lunch and a, a, just a nice way in the in the heart of the um, you know go red um, to come out and, and celebrate and, and be be all warm and cozy in the winter together. And STEM goes red. Yeah, so STEM goes red has been we've been doing it for about four years, and uh, initially STEM goes red um, was brought because. Um, under the Go Red umbrella because so few young women are um, find themselves in a STEM career. And we wanted, um, we, the American Heart Association and Go Red for Women wanted to um, help um, help steward women into those careers um, and just share with them some really fascinating women in those careers. So basically we'll, we bring women who are leaders in a STEM field and allow them to share their journey um, with these young women. Just again, there's no metrics. We don't, we don't know what the outcome is in terms of driving them, but really just to inspire. And um, hopefully one day we will fund the research uh, that the, these young women are doing because the American Heart Association, um, many of the dollars that we fund in research um, go to early investigators, and that really propels their career forward. So we want to do that with young young women. And and in the last year that we did this STEM, we we did open it up to to not just women. We opened it up to to young people and really trying to make a difference in those under resourced communities where um, they might not have the opportunity to have um, someone in their life who has gone to college or is in, in the medical field or is in the research field. And so really to just inspire any any young person who, who doesn't have that opportunity. So it's a really, really fun program. And I'm excited about this last one. Um, the American Heart Association is partnering with Deloitte and Sherm to look at the health equity in the workforce. So maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and this is this is just, again, speaks to um, the work that the American Heart Association does globally and bringing together, um, bringing, br really acting as a cat, not a catalyst, a, a convener um, to bring groups who have like-minded end games. And we, um, we know that the workforce is where many of us spend um, a lot of our time and coming together and and I'm so I'm so excited to see this opportunity this mm -hmm. opportunity that the three really powerful um organizations coming together to um to help make a difference in the workforce and 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 um you know it, it is something I'm still learning a little bit about because it's not something we do here at boots on the ground but it is um Sherm has been um at least locally here a great partner of the American Heart Association so I'm so happy to see it um 
really elevating the relationship. That's awesome. That's exciting news for sure. Yeah. Um, and let's talk a little bit about mental health crisis that's growing in everywhere, right? Actually, right now, and especially the news this week uh, coming out of Maine. I know that the American Heart Association is doing a lot of work around this. Maybe you could talk to that. Yeah, it's it's I'm you know obviously um, so sad what's happening in Maine, and you know we're a part of our community here in in the eastern states. Um, it's, it's very devastating. Um, you know, obviously, COVID just shined a light on mental health and well-being. So we know that um, well-being, your overall well-being, your mental well-being um, is such an important part of your physical health and truly stress and, um, you know, n- not not taking care of your mental health um, 100% affects your physical health. And with um, with the stress, um, they, you know, some of the quotes are that, you know, the workplace stress is the new secondhand smoking. And, um, and there's just, you know, some quotes that the American Heart Association puts out. And so it is very important. Our CEO roundtable um, has come together and is working to put policy in place in, in those corporations um, and advise other corporations on how to create um, a healthier workforce. Um, we have a program called Wellbeing Works Better, which basically allows an organization to go in. Um, we have, you know, everything with the American Heart Association is uh, science-based. So if if the American Heart Association is putting it out, um, you can trust that science has been tested and that that you know that, um, you know, it, w- with all the information that we have currently, it is, it is um, really, really powerful, usable information. And so well-being works better. It allows the um, typically the human resources department to go in, answer some questions, um, learn a bit more about how they can make their workforce um, a healthier environment for for their mental well-being, um, and then um, you know re- receive feedback and you can receive accolades um, depending on how you continue to move the needle um, forward. So it's something that the American Heart Association is very um, finds very very important. In fact. Um, you know, we just brought on on our board the chief well-being officer for Brown Medical School because here locally we want to have our board represent um, the important work that we're doing on a national level as well. And um, she's just been a great addition. I love that. That's awesome. And you have great resources right on your website too. So I encourage people to check that out. And there's information about just some simple things you can do about gratitude. You also talk about the seasons and, you know, that's sort of a trigger for some people. So there's some great information and again, please check that out on their website. Um, switching gears a little bit, let's talk about your personal health journey. Yes. Yeah, so about a year ago, at this time, I started experiencing some double vision. And as I told you in the beginning, um, it's really important to listen to your body and go to see a doctor. So instead of doing that, though, because I am busy and whatever, it was just double vision. I'm sure there was just something happening and it was going to go away. Well, it didn't go away. And finally, 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 which again, this is, I'm the one preaching this and I still didn't go to the doctor right away. So I know how hard it is, but it's so important. And I'm just going to keep saying it. And I will obviously, you know, continue to do that. So um, I finally did go to the doctor and I finally did get an MRI um, after, you know, some, some hurdles. Um, 
And I had a very, very large aneurysm right here in my brain, um, putting me at a very high risk for that rupturing and um, even higher risk for having a stroke. So I went in, um, thankfully, the, the research funded by the American Heart Association um, and the American Stroke Association um, allowed my doctor to put a stent in the artery. Um, and since I have gone back and um, this, again, this aneurysm was was huge. It is still not gone, um, but two of the nodules are gone and the other um, is much smaller. And so now I don't have to go back for a year and <laughs> things seem to be, things seem to be going well. Um, so that is wonderful. Um, I'm so thankful I finally listened to my body and I'm so thankful that, um, you know, we have had this amazing, amazing technology um, because it certainly could have ended very, very differently for me um, with, you know, and, and so I, I'm, you know, this, now my work is not, not that it wasn't always personal, but it is very personal mm -hmm. now. I'm so happy you took care of that and you're doing what you need to do. And you were surrounded by amazing family and friends. And so we're all thankful that everything turned out the way that it did. Thank you. Um, a couple more questions for you. Okay. So you're in the business of taking care of everybody else. So how do you take time and make it a priority for taking care of yourself, especially given what you just talked about? Right. So I think it really shined a light on that for me. Um, and made, made me realize that I, you know, need to get out for my lunchtime walks every day because that works for me and is it and, and clears my head and allows me to, um, you know, take in the fresh air. And for me, that, that works. I'm, I'm not suggesting that would work for everyone, but you have to find what works for you to allow you to, um, take a step back and focus on yourself, um, which can be hard, right. With working and, whether there are kids or not and, you know, the stresses of, of all that. So I have definitely, um, you know, make sure that that's a priority. I now have a standing desk, um, standing walking desk on my treadmill, which was easy, easy to install and just kind of continuing to move and continuing to take, take that space that I need um, to breathe and to just be, be conscious and, and be aware of myself. And, and when I know that I need to take a break or I need to, walk away from a stressful situation. So that has worked for me um, to allow me to um, to show up healthy and well for, for my employees, um, for my family, for my volunteers. Um, you know, if I'm not if I'm not showing up well and, and ready, then then there's no way I can help and support all, all of them. So um, yeah, so that works for me. Awesome. And if you were writing an autobiography, what would this chapter be called in your life? I love that question. Um, I did um, do some pondering over that. And I think I would call it finding balance. Um, you know, initial stages of my career, I was focused on working and making a lot of money and doing, you know, in, in that. And then I changed and focused hardcore on my family. And so now I'm finding balance in um, in life and and being able to try and try and balance it all. I sent a daughter off to college um, this year. And so balancing having her away and, you know, the needs that she still has and and the one at home and the husband and the work. So all of that. So I, which I, I think I, I I would suggest I'm, I'm, it's really a lovely time of life. And I'm mm -hmm. so, again, what happened to me this last year really allows you to say, wow, I'm just so thankful to be here for all of it. So 
That's awesome. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. And how can people connect if they want to learn more about the American Heart Association or join one of these amazing events that we talked about? What's the best way for them to do that? We, and we would welcome that. We are always, um, always looking for new volunteers, whether to help at the events or to, um, you know, help lead a campaign or, or around our board. So um, reaching directly out to me at michelle.clark at heart.org. And that's Michelle with um, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot Clark, C-L-A-R-K at heart.org would be wonderful. Um, we are also on all the social media channels at, um, at AHA Rhode Island. Uh, which is also another um, really powerful way to follow and see what we have going on. Um, I think those would be the the best the best ways to get in touch with us, and I um, would welcome would welcome the opportunity. Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time today and sharing your story. It's an inspiration to everyone. I love all the work that you're doing in the community, and to all of our listeners. Until next time, be well. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. This would not be possible without the incredible help from Jamie Farinella and Stephanie Whitehead on branding and logo concept, John Papa's endless generosity, David Davignon and Austin Lynch for their skilled technical expertise, and of course, our amazing guests and all of you, our listeners. Until next time, be well.